Okay, here we are, Book of JJ podcast, and I'm starting a new series. We're going to tackle some tough questions. The first one, I promise you, is, is Jesus God? As I started tackling this, as I started making my way to websites, Jehovah's Witness websites, the Universal Oneness websites, I even ended up at the Westboro Baptist website, and I started just feeling darker, and, I, and so I prayed, and, and what I got back was, this ain't about where you're hanging out, where you're researching. I can do that all day long. There is something in me that has to come out. I did not realize until I started digging this up how freaking angry I am at church right now. In general, big C, church. I guess a lot of it comes from my childhood. You know, when you're a boy who has a heart that just wants to make this invisible God everyone's told you about smile at him and notice him and be met along the way at every turn by guys with megaphones or elders who say, well, you know, JJ, you want to end up this way. The Bible says you got to do this, you know. Well, if you don't want to feel that way, the Bible says you got to do this. And, and we're trying to help. I get it. It shouldn't take a little boy 30 years to see God differently, to see God as more than an angry pastor dad. It shouldn't. That's what shepherds are for. And I want to say this up front to sort of speak to the source of my anger. I spent my life trying to refute with scripture and then that didn't work because it can't be done to tell you the truth. You cannot fight scripture with scripture. That's the big cosmic joke, all right? I had about 230 what people, and I love this, proof texts. Listen, you guys, proof has no place in faith. It negates it. The two are opposed. The substance of what we hope for is not seen right now. Do you get it? And I'm not talking about the people in church who come up and say, oh, I don't know, it's going to be a wonderful place. We just can't know those things. Oh, you know, I mean, Jesus is God. Jesus is a prince. Jesus is a... Who can know? Nobody can know these things. Then stop teaching them. Just stop. If you don't know, close the mouth. It was elders um, at churches I grew up in, not the one I'm at now. Again, I don't know how, but this church seems to exist well. I want it to thrive well, but it exists well. That ain't the going story. It has nothing to do with COVID. The truth is, for the first time, I actually see COVID as this innocent entity, and I feel a little bit sorry for it. I was was gifted as a child. I I can't freaking help that. And I had elders telling me, John, you know, don't hide your light under a bushel, but hide your talents there. Don't be boastful. Pride comes before fall. I didn't say a damn thing. I'm just doing things. But can I, can I say, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna candy coat it. I have a special hatred, and this is something I need God's grace for. For people who coalesce around a uniform belief system that has no base even in the spaces in the Bible. Because they're afraid of believing what they believe on their own. 
This is apart from the power trip that most of them seem to find. This is a fundamental fear. Because honestly, if you don't say the sinner's prayer or you believe Jesus isn't God, does that disturb your end game? How does making other people feel like shit, feel like they've missed it, missed heaven? Listen to what you're saying. Those of you who prohibit people, it comes from a conversation I had with someone under very delicate circumstances. A person had died and I was told by someone who was a believer, they didn't even believe this person was going to heaven. How do you benefit from believing shit like that? You don't even get a payoff. That's what's crazy about it. It does nothing for you. There's no, even if you believe you get a special jewel in your crown in heaven, guess what? The first thing you're going to do when you walk into heaven, you're going to lay him at God's feet anyway. You literally get nothing. The only thing I can think of, and only because I've heard this said once from, and it was an elder, is, John, it's our job to care for the souls of the flock. I'm concerned about them. Well, we've, I've talked about this before. This is the same asshole who will say, yes, honey, you look fat as a whale in that dress. And if you keep eating Twinkies, you're going to die in six months. I love you. I'm your husband. I'm supposed to say shit like that to you because I care. I'm telling you, there's a special hatred in my heart for you. I'm going to tell you, hatred isn't a good thing. It's a sign of very bad things. Even if you're an innocent boy and you grow up, desperate to find this invisible God and a roadblock thrown in your face at every turn, every turn, and no payoff. You know, when assholes act like assholes and they're not believers, they at least get money when they rob a bank. You get nothing from this. You get to be right in an exclusive community that you helped form. I'm concerned. I'm a shepherd. You No, you want to be a gatekeeper. And unfortunately for you, that job is taken. It, by a big-ass angel with a fiery sword, you want his job? You go tell him, bon appetit. I'll answer to him before I answer to you. Yep, that anger's there. It's real. <laughs> oh, man. You know, let me describe this to you, okay? When I'm passionately angry, I'm, you know, I, yes, I am, I'm a loose cannon, but I am a passionate dude. When I'm angry at someone for doing something to me, offending one of my beliefs or sensibilities, it is ugly in my heart. I can't sleep. I shake. I think of horrible you know, strategies to, to, to put them in. Let's just be honest. There's violence in my mind. And I feel half the human being I was before I got angry. This, my friends, is very, very different. There's a river flowing through my heart right now. I'm sad at what I see in my own heart. You guys say a sinner's prayer. I did. What denomination? Did they name Jesus God? Did they say the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? Because that's Catholic. Oh, I thought everybody said, nope, nope, that's Catholic. It's pagan. Yeah, he's not going to heaven. He wasn't made for heaven. Yeah, don't worry about him. I'm. Am I going to heaven? I don't know. Are you filled with the Spirit? Yeah. Well, then you're definitely not going to heaven. Do you know what church? Church is A, to come together and worship an invisible God who wants our hearts and we bring our brains to church. Hearts are there, but um, they're occupied. I see the fear and faith, and I, I even see it at our church, significantly less than I had before. And again, I have no answer for that. It's, it's, I mean, like God has me in a weird matrix school 
Yep, learn about all the weird shit you can at this church. And, you know, I'm moving to Spokane in a year, and I'm paralyzed. I'm heartbroken that I'm leaving this church. I'm terrified of joining another church, and that should not be, my friends. You should not be afraid of finding a new church. It should be family and pick up where you left off. But it is not that. It's not. I was talking to my good friend Daniel. Yeah, those who were able to watch the podcast uh, on election day, I think it was. Um, Daniel is a guy that doesn't think he's very theologically sound, but he's about the most solid that I've ever met. One of them. I've met a few. He's honest when he doesn't know an answer. He's heartbroken when he doesn't get an answer. A lot like me. Daniel's one of those guys that keeps me in check. And he's earned that place with me. In my heart. That's why church. Why do you go, JJ? I had somebody ask me a while ago. A drummer. One I respect a lot. Why are you wasting your talents playing drums in a friggin' church? Then I explained a lot of technical things. Like, well, you know, it's, it's officially... It's really more challenging to play music in worship. Because, you know, things can change... In a moment's notice, he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what is it you're really after? You want to be appreciated for your gifts. And thousands of people could cheer for you. And they would. Now, as a Christian, you say, well, I mean, that's pride, obviously. That's a sin. Okay, that's my point. Actually, there's my jumping off point. The reaction is, well, that would be pride. And that's a sin. And then we codify that put it in our doctrine and send it on down the line for 2,000 freaking years. And nobody knows why. Of course, pride is sin, but it ain't the problem. Jesus addressed the problem and nobody listened to that either. It's the fear that leads to the pride that leads to the sin. Fear not. There's nothing like feeling like a child to really start speaking what you feel. Not the truth. I don't know the truth. I hope for truth. I hope to find unseen evidence somewhere. There are pe- in 2021, there are still 1980s elders and leaders and, and, and church administrators doing this shit. Oh, you know, I have a problem with my marriage. Oh, have you been sleeping around? No. Okay, that's one thing. Let's turn over here to Proverbs. Uh, uh, is she performing for you? Well, 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 that's a big question. No, it's not right here in the Bible. If she's not, then it's all on her. I mean, I mean, yes, that's an exaggeration. I mean, it's probably not. Someone has had to have said that was some of the shit that I've heard leaders say. It ain't in the Bible, my friend. The answer to their marriage problem ain't in the Bible. It's in their hearts. And you have one too. And you could shovel some of it out of your heart into theirs if you had it in your heart. Where do you write the scriptures? That's right. In the heart. Uh, That's interesting because this is actually in my notes. So I am going to get to some of this. Listen to me. He set eternity in the hearts of men so that they would not know what he had done from the beginning to the end. Not that that's his motive. Now, see, there's a problem with English. You read it, you can assign three different languages or, or motives to that verse in the same translation. Oh, you mean so we did something wrong? So... We can't know his beginning from the end? No. 
No, see, if you understand a little bit about the Hebrew, and the Hebrew is everywhere, even in the coiny Greek riddled New Testament, he hid eternity in the hearts of men. And that's why you don't know. It's not a prohibition. It's not punitive. He's giving you the reason because it's hidden in your heart. Your heart is where you live. Your brain is the doorway, the opening, the front porch. Your real treasures also live in your heart. And you can transfer them to your eternal home. But you ain't taking the stuff that's in your mind. It's the reason why the tree in this story was called the knowledge of good and evil. The other one was just life. And wouldn't life be wonderful now if we were all stupid? I mean, I'm tell- I've prayed for stupidity since this whole damn thing started, the COVID. And as an answer, God just surrounded me with it. It's a libertarian rant. Well, I've never really rambled. Like, it's dangerous for me to ramble. But let me get back to my original point, you guys. I know what yeah, I've been feeling dark-hearted at church. Even a church as great and as blessed as in four. And I truly believe it is great. I'm not glossing this over. I wouldn't have stayed for 10 years. But I know what it is. I could say it's the people in the church. But that just sounds nice. Because aren't you supposed to like people? People like people. No, it's just certain ones. It's just certain ones at church that I love. It's certain ones' faces that I see. It's, it's Jim Barnes' fingers on the keyboard that take me away from there into a corner of heaven where we can play jazz riffs with Joven and Daniel and Amber and Stephen all damn day long. Oh, with Billy, too, because he'll be there. In fact, he's probably going to save a stage for us, I hope. No drum cage, Billy. Let that shit rip. I want to go to church for them. JJ, you really need to spend some more time with the congregation. I don't know the congregation. Well, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, it's like a social at first. You kind of got to go out on, you got to cross the dance floor. That's scary for you. You know, and meet some people. That's true. Some of this is on me. I'm not a a guy who, I, I don't know why. I don't make first approach. I never have. And I don't know what, you know, weird childhood wound there is. And there's plenty of them. There's plenty of them in you, too. I may listen to this tomorrow and nobody ever hears it. So if you're hearing this, it's tomorrow. And God still has my heart under his foot. Usually he corners me in the shower because he knows there's not a damn thing I can do about it. So, Mr. Silver, that thing we've been avoiding. Yeah, I'm going to read that you already know all the creative copy on the back of the head and shoulder shampoo bottle. You can quote it to me probably better and with more accuracy than you could the Bible. And he's right. I'm just washing parts and listening. See, here's what here, here's another secret about me. When I'm speaking about something that is of the most significance to me, and that is this, what I'm talking about. Anything that has to do with getting my ass back home where it belongs and taking as many people as I can with me. Not that I actually have the, the, the capacity to scoop. If I could, I would scoop people up with me. I mean, I would scoop Bill Maher up, and he could bring his joint and a couple of beers and everything. I'd be fine. I would talk to a Bill Maher that's in heaven. But the Southern Baptists don't want him there. I'm not kidding. It's the truth. The Southern Baptists want Southern Baptists there. And Jesus, if Jesus is a Southern Baptist. I mean, why couldn't he be? They're making him a god. And when are we going to start to realize that gathering together under 
a doctrine. A, and, and what is a doctrine? It's a codifying of common beliefs to keep unity. That's the purpose of it. But I don't know why the word exists because isn't a damn example of it actually happening. Uh, where this started, according to my best research, was Linus around the time. It was, it was after Domitian uh, began persecuting Jews and Christians. The Ju Judaism made provision that you could, when approached by the authorities, cross your fingers behind your back, so to speak, and say, oh, I'm not Jewish. You live, and you go back to synagogue. They allowed it. Not Pope Linus. There are several different hoops if you denied Jesus before the authorities. You need to jump through over a series of times, make some renouncements, make some confessions, do all of this stuff, and then we'll put you on probation, and then uh, we'll take your name off of the purgatory list, and you might actually cross over right away, and then you might be a Christian. Fear. When I read that, I could look into Linus's eyes 2,000 years ago and say, you scared little shit. It's about numbers. And you control the roster. I mean, write down to give me some cash and your loved one will go right up to heaven. The whole idea of a lineage of popes is a doctrine. Now, the Southern Baptists have no argument with that. You're damn right, and those pagan heathens are going to burn. I keep throwing them under the bus. It, they're really just the tip of the iceberg. Everybody knows this. I mean, everybody saw Footloose. They're strict. I get it. It's the ones with the veneer of freedom in Christ if dot, dot, dot. You know, it's a damn good thing they didn't do the freeing. The last lamb did the freeing. He made the purchase. He's responsible for the transfer of title from slavery to freedom. What you're doing is just sitting behind a car at a red light when it turns green, stick your head out the window and say, you're free. It's been green for days. Jesus loves you. And the husband looks over and says, oh, it looks like Jesus only has one finger. <laughs> yep, yep, Jesus loves you. Hey, the cell door's open. You can walk out. Okay, I'm just, I want to say what all this rambling has, has culminated in, okay? I'm just going to say it. The hatred I have, it's, it's, it's like an elemental force. It's like a fire and water. It's just, if I could describe it to you, you'd be frightened. That's what this weird liquid energy inside of my body feels like right now. It's like it's boiling and it all points around church leaders and organizers and administrators speaking about grace. And then as their mission statement, promising you to walk with you through your challenges, your issues, your personalities until you get to be good Christian. And if you're good enough, well, you could be an ascended master before long. We want to help you in your brokenness. We're broken too. Let's limp to the finish line together. And then comes the day-to-day -to -day 
politics of a large family. Well, you know, a lot of those problems they brought on themselves, you know. Just need to pray about that, pray for it. You know, it says in Proverbs, something about what I just said. You know, working through their problems first. Not bringing them on yourself. Something about the ants working. And if ants work, your ass got to work too. It's in scripture. Praise the Lord. Let's just walk alongside them and fix them. You know, suicide is really, it's escapism. Why should you get to go when I have to stay in this shithole? I mean, it's really, it's, it should be one of the worst sins, suicide. And honestly, isn't it on you to cry for help? Listen, I'm not making this up. These are things I've heard said by people. All of these. You know this about me. If you go back and watch videos, I don't just randomly think of things. These are the things bouncing around in my head. It's why I'm like Vesuvius right now. I can't wait until this is done so that I can go out and, and vape on whatever chemical I, I put in my little capsule here. Thank God and watch a movie on Netflix. And I'll probably feel better than I have in half a decade. Church, friends, and family, we are promising things we cannot deliver. You will not receive wholeness until you're good and dead. Bottom line. You will not eliminate sin in the lives of anyone by pointing to Scripture and saying, well, it says it's wrong. Why? Well, you know, Jesus has his reasons. You know, his ways are not my ways. You just throw random Scriptures at it, and everyone just nod and smile. Oh, okay, praise the Lord. Jesus was Jewish and practiced Judaism. Paul was Jewish and practiced Judaism, but opened the door for a new religion. And it walked in. Now, wrong religion, right religion, who knows? It's all in name of God's, isn't it? Isn't that what we're here about? Jesus is God. Well, Jesus, well, Jesus isn't even his name, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe you might not be in trouble because you're not you might not be referring to his actual son. Yeshua, Emmanuel, God with us. Yes, I know. It's a proof text. God with us. There you go. Well, Joshua's a God who saves, so I guess he's a God too. Who's the one? The woman he said Elroy to. I was thinking of that dog flying around spacely sprockets. Elroy. The God who sees me. It was Hannah. After she gave birth to Ishmael. It's all a name game. That's why God didn't give us his actual name. He's not an idiot. I see in churches the bait and switch game. Give the widows, the orphans, and the poor the free shit right after you preach a message to them. Invite them in. Oh, you got to go to one service. You know, participate. Hey, sign up. Maybe you can serve somehow. Sort of pay back God's generosity to you through me. That is abhorrent. And it's dancing on the threshold of evil. Period. There it is. There's one ugly. I feel like, I feel like kidney stones are coming out through my throat. Because I'm really, I'm sitting here before you being chastised. I'm running around, I don't know, I don't feel chastised. But there is a weight on my heart. It's squeezing the shit out of it, to tell you the truth. So that's what you're hearing, okay? If, it, if that's not transparency, I don't know what is. Except for the fact that non-believers, I sound like a nut job. But listen, hearing half the people on the microphones in the media lately, I think I'm pretty tame. And at least I, I'm, I'm trying to be consistent and I tell the truth when I know it. 
And if I don't know it, I don't give you a bunch of scriptures and tell you to walk the plank. Man, this is going to end up being a really good teaser for what ends up being the actual episode. If Jesus is God, I should just give you the answer. And by the answer, I mean the book of JJ answer. That's what I always mean. It's not your book. It's my book. You don't have to worry about it. The ruling on Jesus being God. The ruling is that he is not. That's what I believe right now. Flushing my entire system of the bitterness and the anger right before your ears is what I've been doing all this time. And you think I'm going to not be honest with you now? And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, this is really counterintuitive because this was my whole punchline. I was going to deliver this at the end. And then shebang, God said, mm, you kind of smell. Jump in the shower real quick. Read that shampoo bottle. There's literally no shampoo in there. I had to use bar soap. Anyway, I'm going to demonstrate when we actually start this, whatever episode it ends up being, wherever I cut this off. I'm going to go through all the things. And you're, half of you are just going to collectively crap your drawers because everyone thinks about the words in the scripture. No one thinks about the space between the words, which is a lot of how things were communicated back then. Hebrew is both a linear and a pictorial language. It's a storytelling language. The little vav can be a uh, either a tooth or a nail. It just depends on what its purpose is going to be. Nobody knows until you get to that sentence. And half of that is known intuitively. We don't know. We don't know why. You know, it's yeladim if it's a group of boys, yeldot if it's a group of girls. But if one boy goes over to the girls, it's yeladim. Nobody knows. It's just the way it is. Okay. Well, I mean, this is a this is the language a, a good percentage of the Bible was written in, originally, and here we are reading it in English, and cutting the shit out of people with it. You don't even know what the damn thing really says. I, I'm I'm literally every day finding new things that the verse I read and had memorized as a child doesn't mean what I thought it mean. I just told you one earlier, said eternity in the hearts of men. I've been using that since I was a kid because it means. I have a tractor beam magically pulling me towards heaven. I can't fail. Well, well, tell that to a Calvinist. Oh, buddy, you ain't even going to heaven. Believe me, I already know. I, did. I just had a conversation with a Calvinist who said this. He was, well, I don't know if you're going to heaven. Well, I said the sinner's prayer. Yeah, that doesn't do it. Oh, okay. Well, that's fringe belief in evangelical Christianity. And the, the funny thing is, he's actually right. It's one of the things he's right about. I think I'm kind of, I'm not as angry as I, I mean, I was pacing the kitchen floor. I should have just stuck a mic in my face and recorded the whole conversation. Would have been, well, I say conversation. That's between me and God. The results of the conversation is what you're hearing now. This is the, and I, this, this, this came to me today after a good heart crushing. This is why I still read this book, though it was literally of no use to God. And he preferred it would vanish for all the damage it's done. I'm going to show you evidences and, and strings of logic about how we have missed everything about who Jesus was and wanted to be known as. And it's, it's, it's when I first put this list together, it was, it, I was embarrassed for myself. That's how strongly this hit me. And I'm not at the end of this going to say the church is in error. That's not up to me. I, my job is, look, I'm the the, the kid who learned everything intuitively, drums, drawing, doesn't matter. Everything I do, I learned intuitively. I don't know how. If someone said, how do you do, how did you do that little crossover? Got no idea, kid. Just go 
throw those sticks around until you hear something cool. That's basically how I did it. And I think that's why I can have the perspective I have. Because most of you ain't seeing it. My job is to let you see it. And that's, I think, this inexplicable ringing out of an already battered and beaten heart. That's where it comes from. That's my job.